Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us at HerFantasyFootball.com so you know what we're up to this offseason. You can get us twice now a week by listening to our SiriusXM show every Saturday night from 9 to 11 Eastern on Fantasy Sports Radio. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby, and I'm here with my co-hosts and sisters, Brandon Marianne Lee and Ashley Williams. And we will all three be together in Toronto from August 25th to the 27th at the fantasy sports show.com come join us by using our promo code her ffb1 to get two dollars off your daily ticket which by the way is only twelve dollars so hey if you're in toronto come stop by say hello if you tweet a question directly to at her fantasy fb you will be in the running for a complimentary ticket to the event for the day so tweet us your questions and we will respond and you will go into a little pile of wonderful, yes. wonderful fans that might be able to come see us yes. for free. Only appropriate uh, tweets count. Right. Right. Just saying. No swearing or pictures of, you know. So I wasn't concerned about swearing. <laughs> it's very silly. Okay. Sometimes you got it. It is. It's football season. Let's be honest. Swearing is fine. Yeah, swearing is fine. Swearing is always fine in my book. Okay, yes. Yeah. All right. We are weeks away from setting our lineups, possibly days away from drafting your fantasy team. We have covered the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, and running backs in previous shows. So make sure to give them a listen because tonight we are covering the tight ends, kickers, and defenses in our nice wrap-up show. So let's cover some of the news that's been going on the last few days. Jake Cutler is back in the NFL. Yes! He yes. signed with his former coach, Adam Gaze, uh, in the Miami Dolphins. It took all of like a minute for the Jake Cutler cigarette memes to be out and about in all its glory. Oh. It is true, Ashley. I mean, there's no better. There's no better, there no better. in the yeah. NFL. And I love he just straight up admits over. that he's not in football shape. And he's like, good thing I'm a quarterback. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, thought, we thought that he gave zero Fs before. Oh, and now he negative literally Fs. Has, negative. They, yeah. they actually said, you don't have to care. We just need you to be here. And he's like, great. How much money am I going to get? All right. All right. All right. It's brilliant. What a waste. Can you draft any dolphins now except for Jay with any confidence? I think, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think I think he's with his old coach. He did <sighs> the best he's ever done was with Adam Gaze. I think he'll be fine. I think he plays in only five games. I and you're talking. I, I think he's like, gonna get hurt. He's no. not in shape. He gets he won't hit get the hurt. wrong way. Well, in, okay. In fairness, when you're looking at Jake Cutler right now, he does look far better than he did back when he was a Bronco. He's thinner. He looks like he's, he's like a healthier, he better shape. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so maybe. I mean, I get what he's saying in terms of that that preseason OTA work that you're doing. He's not in that shape. I'm sure he's in decent enough shape that he's not going to die he's not in five games. Down but the field. it's fine. It's not like he's Cam Newton, you know. 
You know what he's just saying? He just said, you know, I'm so glad you suckers have been here for two weeks and I haven't been. It's called leadership. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what, though? I I needed this because Steve Smith Sr. retired. And this, you know, brings back that kind of... and I will say, Steve Sminier and Jay Cutler, you cannot even remotely compare the two because one is glorious and one is not. But I'm glad that somebody's brought some drama back. And this is really going to play nicely into all of our terrible theaters on SiriusXM. Oh, you know I think you know we what? have to do the terrible theater where he says he's out of shape, right? Oh, for sure. Well, you know what I was going to say is like, I think like I want an interview with the Bennett brothers and Jay Cutler in the middle because the Bennett brothers like know that they're hilarious. Jay Cutler doesn't know what he's saying. It's so funny. But he's probably the funniest out of the three of them. Just the three of them. Line up. Perfect interview. That's what I want in my life. I, yeah. I, I love am, this. Uh, I love it. I just the love Dolphins. all the Devante Parker believers, too. I want to be like, oh, yeah? How you feeling oh, now, no, big boy? How do you feel about that? You're still <laughs> reaching on Devante Parker? All right. All right. Well, you know what? Let's go with that deep ball, though. I'm actually more into stills. I was just say I like stills. Um, I like Landry still. I'm not huge yeah, in the Parker. Fine. It's fine. It's gonna be. It's, it's. I think it's tomato tomato when it comes to Tannehill and and Cutler. So I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's not like Tannehill's. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers or something. Right. So we're not right. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like he's replacing a classic. You know. Well, well so it's already a beat up Tannehill. Buick to start with. So I it's know. Fine. I feel bad though. This is really bad. I know I nothing about contracts. Cars, so I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Buicks now have those nice commercials where it's like I didn't know this was a Buick. It's true. Oh, I kind of like the look of some of the yeah. Buicks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So maybe stay maybe focus. Stay focus. The Buick. See, there you go. Hey, there you go. It was a compliment. We'll stay with the Dolphins. Uh, JHI was limited at practice after suffering from a concussion earlier last week, so it was a concussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just never know what that timetable is going to be, and you know how. Some people, I feel like once they get one concussion, it's like just sort of snowballing. So we'll see. Um, Jimmy Graham lost 20 pounds this offseason. I love him later in the I show. I love him. Mm-hmm. love him. We'll get into him Earth. later, but that's an exciting moment. Um, Martavius Bryant is clear to practice. So we are good to go, you guys. Feel confident drafting him and knowing that he's going to be at least playing in week one if he doesn't get hurt. Except for um, you have to draft him in the fourth round, which is crazy town. Yeah, right. We're still, right, we're still right. not down with Brian. We're not, right. we're not down with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Simeon, the we'll be starting in week one of the preseason for the Denver Broncos, so it's still a debate. You know, we're here in Denver; it's still going back. So if you're in a deep quarterback league and you need somebody, it's kind of scary. Um, yeah, because Lynch is supposed to get the start in week two, and allegedly a decision by week three. Well, and supposedly Lynch has just imploded since he put on pads. This is the problem with OTAs, people. They all look good in a T-shirt and shorts. You put pads on them and then become freaks. It's too bad. Uh, I'm sad about this. This is not good because he was a first-round pick. He was a first-round pick, but I've been saying all along, he will not be the guy. If anything, it will be Matt Kelly. It will not be Lynch, and Simeon is the guy for the season. I I didn't think this was even really a question. I'll tell you, after watching the Hall of Fame stuff, I, I'm ready for Kurt Warner to come out of retirement. Oh. Come back to the Broncos. Come, <laughs> come to the Broncos. I love your wife. Um, okay. Anquan Bolden <laughs> signed a one-year deal with the Buffalo Bills. This is huge. And I think it's a I love great this. fit. So, yay, this. it happened. Osweil will start in week one for preseason. 
winning. Go Cleveland. They love him. I just love that they love each other. Um, Latavius Murray is activated off the pup list. Jets wide receiver Quincy Nunwa done for the season with mm. a neck injury. So don't worry. In one league, I have both quarterbacks. That's how desperate it is. Sad. Oh my gosh, no. Sad. What do you mean by oh, yeah. both? What does that even mean? Because like I don't know who's gonna start, so I had to take both. I have Heckenberger, Heckenberg and McCowan. Oh god. It's a yeah. sixteen person, two quarterback league. That's just it's rough out there. It's really sad. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. It's really <laughs> sad. I'm sorry, I'm speechless. Oh, I know. And then we'll end with the Dolphins. We started with the Dolphins. We'll end with the Dar- Dolphins. Jarvis Landry is under investigation for battery. Yeah. Uh, Although it looks like it's not going to be anything. I, I don't it think looks this, like it's this not doesn't look issue. like it's anything. Yeah. So, you know. Sounds like they, someone called the cops because they heard them yelling at each other. And it got investigated. Nothing happened. Uh, she made a statement. Everyone's made a statement. He never got arrested. Nothing happened. But the NFL, man, they can make something out of nothing, though. You know what I'm saying? Well, it seemed like they were not in civil court. Yes. And what she said, well, they're in civil court over, I think, custody and money and stuff. Because oh, she's okay. not an ex-wife. She's an ex-girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah. Right. But she okay. even said there was no assault. Yeah, he's never hurt her. He wouldn't hurt anybody. He's not that kind of person. So right. um, hopefully it turns out to be nothing and they move on. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right, ladies, let's get into these tight ends. Let's jump right into our top 12 tight ends. Usually we do the top 10, but let's really be honest. There's only 12 tight ends that are really worth talking about. So... Uh, <laughs> That's not true. I like I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. There's some goodies in the middle. Mm-hmm. All right. Number one, obviously, Rob Gronkowski by himself in the tier one. Then we have Travis Kelsey, Greg Olson, Jordan Reed, Tyler Eifert at number five, Kyle Rudolph, Jimmy Graham, Delaney Walker at number eight. I can't believe it. Hunter Henry, Zach Ertz, Eric Ebron, and rounding off the 12 top tight ends is Mr. Martellius Bennett. Matellus Bennett's my favorite. All right. Rob Gronkowski has finally fallen to the middle of the second round. It's never happened before in Gronkland. Is there a drafting strategy, ladies, that you have that involves Gronkowski in your lineup? Ashley? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. I I mean, I, I hate to be blunt about it, but no, there isn't. There is no strategy for me that involves Gronk on my team. I don't think there will be a time where he falls low enough for me to consider him because I won't even consider him in the third, to be honest with you. I mean, the injuries are just too much for me for where you have to grab him. I'm not willing to draft anyone in the first two rounds who has a history of being injured. Uh, And 2016 alone, he he only played eight games. And so to me, it is such a high risk. And, And you usually sit there and say, historically, not last year, but usually like, okay, well, even if you only get a 75% Gronk, he still is the top tight end in the league. That was not the case last year. He did not even fall in the top 10 last year. So for me, I'm just wondering if we're starting to see the true demise of Gronk in terms of these injuries. Before you got 75% of Gronk was still pretty good. For me, I'm not willing to go near it. Mm, Debbie Downer. Brandon, what do you think? Well, I would say my strategy is only if it's in the third round. And I haven't actually de- able to get him at the end or the beginning of the third round a couple times. Uh, if I'm like at the beginning of the draft, if I'm drafting um, one, two, three of the first round, it goes all the way back 
and then there's a second run and then comes back on that turn on the third, you can kind of get him depending on the league that you're in. And I'm cool with that because you want to know who else is going in the third round? Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon. People are making weird choices that early. So I still think Rob Gronkowski is a better pick than those two guys. So, uh, or at least a more solid pick because you do know that he does have that upside. He has that talent. He says it feels great. Uh, and listen, the tight end position is still dire. And, and when it comes to every week production, it's really difficult to predict. So um, yeah, I understand investing in Gronk. I'm not doing it everywhere though. Let me tell you, if you're someone who plays in multiple leagues, I, I would definitely say to uh, diversify. Make oh, sure for you, sure. You do not want to have all no. of Gronk on all of them. Do not target him and everything. But I'm okay with having some of it because he could have a killer year. He's a killer player. He could, but you don't think you'd rather take Eifert in the sixth, who also is injury prone, but you get him a lot lower value and has, in my opinion, equal upside? He does not have equal, equal upside. upside. No, Nobody no, has equal no, upside as Rob Gronkowski. No, no. Rob Gronkowski's upside is, is such an extreme. Games. Eight games last year. Not even top 15. I, well, his floor, yeah, you're right. I mean, what you're talking about is something different. He is risky, yes, but his upside is out of this world. So I'm okay. I, I feel like because people are taking risky players in the third round a lot this year, I'm okay with my risky player being someone that I at least know is the top target on his team when he's healthy. So this is what's really unfortunate about us talking is that we had a draft today, Courtney, and literally every player I'm about to take, Brandon snags him right before me because we all know <laughs> each other and she knows, oh, Ashley's going to go for Jack Quiz this round. So I'm going to go snap him up and she knows I'm not going to go for Gronk in our family league. I do you. I did snatch up Jack You did. You snatched up you. like three people and I was like, <laughs> she's on, she doesn't play nicely, Ashley. You know that. That's why you don't do drafts up with her. Right. Well, I don't expect her to, but it's just funny. Like it's kind of like we talk about this. We know each other's draft strategies, so you guys know I'm never gonna like Gronk is not an option for me. Ashley and I work as a team with our Brad Evans. Like we come That's up with a plan together to conquer it together. And by the way to plan, Courtney threatens me and says, "You better not take him." And I give you options. I give you your three best (laughs) players. Who do you want out of the three? Go for them. And that's it. You know, if I don't get them, I don't get them, you know. But, you know, we got to go together. It's got to be a thing. Um, Obviously, in our family league, that's not the case. It's all out for each other. Um, um, Well, yeah, I mean, here's some names that are going in the third round. We've got Ty Montgomery, Terrell Pryor. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Sammy Watkins, Joe Mixon. Sammy Watkins is injured all the time. All these Spencer guys are Ware, Keenan Allen's injured. Mike Gillisley, I mean, he's a New England running back. Uh, Carlos Hyde. These guys are going in the third and fourth round. So that's dicey. I'm sorry. I, I, it is like yeah. Marshawn Lynch is going right before, right after Gronk. I don't want anything to do with Marshawn Lynch. I'm taking Gronk over Lynch. You know, and and if you look at some of these guys, Todd Gurley, okay, well, he... I'm taking Todd Gurley for sure. I know, but he broke us last year. There's a possibility he could break your fantasy team again this year. Just to be honest with each other. Jay Jai is going to the top of the third. That always scares me. I mean, there's plenty of guys I think are risky dudes. So I I think Rob Gronkowski is worth it because he is a one of a kind in in his field. There is no tight end like him. There just isn't. You can't. You can't get one. I will. It used to be Jimmy Graham. It used to be Jimmy. It did. It could be Jimmy again this year. Single Um, tier Jimmy. Twenty pound down Jimmy. Oh, Um, look at Jimmy. 
Oh, love you, Jimmy. I will, I will give you this. <laughs> the third round, when you list off all the ADPs, now granted, like, again, these are ADPs and you get into a real, real draft and for whatever reason, it never falls out that way. Like, you never have those people actually get drafted in the third. You get something at all. It is a bit of a twilight zone, that third round. I don't know what's going on. It's like literally every injury-prone potential player apparently has fallen in the third. Third and fourth round. So I'm just saying, I basically if I'm pick hate somebody, I everyone pick that you listed other than potentially Spencer Ware. I pretty much don't want anybody to do with anybody that you listed the third. There you go. See? See? All right. There is a clear separation no. from Gronkowski, at least for Brandon and I, and the next man in line, Kelsey. Kelsey is going in the top of the fourth round. Greg Olson in the fifth. Are you ladies looking for, like, a Reed Olsen kind of guy? Are you going to wait until like the sixth or seventh round? Ashley, you mentioned Eifert. Brandon, what do you think? I'm actually down with Kelsey in the fourth. Um, and, and I'll tell you why. I, I was surprised. He's never had less than 862 yards in his three years of playing in the league. He did miss the whole 2013 season. But since then, he hasn't missed a game. Has had at least 862 yards in every single season. And that's a tight end, people. That's a lot of yards for a tight yeah. end. I think he yeah. has maybe the highest floor. He's a Greg Olson floor. And when you think about the fact that they only have Tyree Kill there, they kind of have this dubious situation at the running back position. There's this Alex Smith with like the Patrick Mahomes cloud over it. I think they need Travis Kelsey. I think he may be one of the safest people you can get in the fourth round. We were just talking about all the people at ADP going in the third. Third. In fact, I actually took Travis Kelsey in my third round in this draft that we just did today in a standard league. And I, I think that he's better a PPR option uh, because, listen, he's going to, what? There's no way he gets less than 80 receptions. He got 85 last year. Uh, so, uh, but I still think even in standard leagues, he's always going to be involved. And with the tight end position, it's hard to name many tight ends that you can say that about. So, um, I guess, yeah, I mean, I love Olsen too. Don't get me wrong. But, um, again, I just feel like actually I I'm more on board with Travis Kelsey than I've ever been before for safety. I just so safe. So safe. Ashley, so what about safe. you? I mean, I completely agree with everything Brian said about Kelsey. Again, that's why I would rather take Kelsey or Olsen over Gronk just because of that safety as Brian's talking about and the consistency. And I'm just, I draw, I like to draft consistent players, but Again, I'm always looking for Olsen. He's always my guy. I agree with Kelsey. But I'm also fine, you know, looking for Jimmy Graham in the sixth, Hunter Henry in the eighth, Kyle Rudolph in the ninth. Graham and Rudolph were all within three points of each other last season uh, from the top in terms of the top uh, tight ends. And then Rudolph in particular has the second easiest schedule for tight ends this year. So I like the fact that you can get them super low. Again, you're not going to necessarily get those same numbers out of Gronk if Gronk has an amazing season. But he was right up there with Kelsey. I mean, mm -hmm. literally, those guys, Graham, mm -hmm. uh, Rudolph, Olsen, Kelsey, they were all within three, four points of each other. So for where you can get them ADP-wise and I can get a different skill player, I'm completely fine waiting that long. But I'm also, if Kelsey falls to me in the fourth, and if or like Brandon said, if it's that messy twilight zone of the third, and I don't want no part of that, I am completely fine reaching for a Kelsey in the third instead of grabbing one of those other nightmares in the third. I disagree, but uh, <laughs> listen, I hate tight ends. I think they should be kicked out of fantasy football uh, altogether. They're my kickers. I can't stand them. But I will say, if I'm not getting Gronk, 
which is this is the first year I've ever gotten Gronk. I've already drafted him in one of my leagues because he's going out of the first round, which to me is like such a steal. I don't care if I only have him for eight weeks. Like he is nobody else, right? So I feel like if I don't get him, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I mean, everyone forgot about Delaney Walker some for some reason this year. Um, I think he's such a steal and talk about consistency. And uh, I mean, Titans are all injured. Rudolph has one of the best schedules, right? But he gets injured. Um, I also love Bennett. I pe- think people forget about Bennett. I mean, he was, I think, the seventh tight end last year in standard f- scoring. And he was the second tight end on, on a team for at least nine weeks that Gronk was in. So I, I'm okay waiting. I don't know if I really want to spend that sixth, seventh round where I actually like a lot of the guys that are going in those rounds on a tight end. So I think I might wait. It's my personal opinion. I'm either going to go high or I'm going to go kind of low. But that's how I feel with this crew and how things are coming down right now. I feel like this year, more than any other year, there are legitimate rounds that I hate every player that should be going in that <laughs> round. I don't know. I struggled even today's draft with a couple of them being like, I don't like anybody that is listed technically in the ADP right now. I'm going to reach for somebody because I don't want anyone that technically should be taken right now. Well, and this is a good point too, to say your team is your team. Yeah. That's right. If you want to quote unquote reach because you really believe in a player at a certain point, just do it. Just do yep. it. Now, do I think that you should take, you know, Paul Richardson in the sixth? No. no. But Paul Richardson has been practicing with the ones, and you do want to probably take him in the early double digits just to make sure you get your guy. I'm okay with that. I mean, yes. his ADP is in the 17th or 16th round, but if you want to take him in the 12th instead, I mean, who else are you going to take in the 12th? I guess, like, I just also think get your guys at a certain point. So, you know, it's the same thing with the tight ends, the same thing with all these things. Just get the people you want on your team. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. If you aren't going to take a top five tight end, which tight end are you take? Are you eyeing out of these top twelve tight ends? Again, not in the top five. We have at number six Kyle Rudolph, then Jimmy Graham, Delaney Walker, Hunter Henry, Zach Ertz, Eric Ebron, and Martellus Bennett. I feel like she's aiming this at me because I'm clearly going to talk about somebody that's in the top five. Oh, Arkash, <laughs> Ashley, why don't you ever read the Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I am and I'm not. I mean, I, I said I like Hunter Henry. He's outside of that. I like Cameron Bray, but we'll talk about him later. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, I would target Rudolph, who's six, right? So he falls outside yeah, of that top yeah. five um, or Henry. But I'm even contemplating Eifert, who is five, I believe, on your list, but then following up with Rudolph. So in theory, I'm actually targeting Rudolph, but I want to pair them together in sorts of, I need that security with Eifert. Just like if I were to ever draft Gronk, I would need the security of another tight end with Gronk. Like I would never just roll with Gronk as my only tight end on a team, but that's just me. But I'm not a huge fan of the receivers and running backs going in the ninth, which is where you can get Rudolph, um, other than perhaps Randall Cobb or Cameron Meredith. Um, but again, if I were to reach, I would want that insurance. So, I, and I do, I really like Rudolph's schedule this year. 
I'm going to bring up two people, actually. I'm going to say Jimmy Graham because he's just outside of the top five. He's number seven. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, the reason why that is is because he doesn't have a lot of touchdown upside. But I think that might change this year. I do, too. I I really like him. I think he's strong. He says he feels way better than he did this time last year. And by the way, last year he still played 16 games, you guys, and almost had Mm 1,000 yards. So I understand, you know, only six touchdowns. That's not what we're used to with Jimmy Graham. But still, we know he has a 1,000-plus yard potential and double digit touchdown potential. So I like him this season, especially if Russell Wilson can stay healthy. That would be amazing. Uh, I think together that that's really good. And I, I do like him a lot this year, losing 20 pounds. Also, he lost 20 pounds because he could work out more. He didn't actually practice at all last year. All the reports coming out make it seem like a miracle that he got through last season. A lot of people didn't even think he'd ever play football again. So the whole thing's a miracle. I'm into him. And I'm going to say Hunter Henry is the guy I, some people are, they're trying to like say, Oh, maybe he's going too high. He's actually not no. He's going in like the Great ninth, value. 10th round. He's really pretty good. I mean, they say eighth round ADP, but everything I'm seeing is him being even later. Cause people are suspect. I know Antonio Gates is there, but Antonio Gates is there to get one more touchdown to beat the record, not tie it. And he's been very clear about that. And so has the whole team. And I think he means that they love and respect Antonio Gates. Don't get me wrong. But I, th- I don't think this is a share situation. And and by the way, Philip Rivers just loves his tight ends. He has thrown seven or more t- uh, touchdowns to Antonio Gates in all but one season they've played together. I love Hunter Henry. Love Hunter Henry. I, I just think that's how they play offense there. I like that. I like using their tight ends. If we have to have tight ends in fantasy, I feel like, yes, coaches should have to use them. Use them. <laughs> Please. Uh, <laughs> we want to shout out real fast to our sponsors, HelloFresh. Make sure to hop over to HelloFresh.com. Put in our promo code HERFFB30 to get $30 off your first delivery. It's like from the farm to the table, less than $10 a meal. It's fantastic. Ashley got her new box, little burger. Yeah. What would you have today? You had chicken. I had sweetest honey chicken, which was really delicious. Can you show us? Yeah. You have it with you? I do have it with me. Yeah. It was really good. Oh. What was even better about it is that my husband made it while oh. I sat there and watched, which was always so nice. Good. So nice. But it's that, it, it was that easy. Like, he, a, we just whipped that bad boy up. So, really good. Go. Mm-hmm. Well, Brandon mentioned it a little bit earlier about that Antonio Gates. Some notable names that are not in the top 12 this year who are usually always there. Mr. Jason Witten, Julius Thomas, and Antonio Gates. Brandon, are you willing to take a risk on any of these guys? No, I'm not. But that's because I actually like a lot of the people that we just mentioned. I just feel like they don't have the upside anymore. Uh, Courtney, I really feel like this is actually your question because you love Jason Witten's upside. I was like, Jason Witten is the reason reason why I hate tight ends. Yeah, and it's like he's such a good actual NFL player. And, and for fantasy, it's And just, Owen Daniels. Oh, Yeah. Daniel Owens, as you like to call him. Oh, he's the worst. <laughs> Disrespect. Um, yeah. So no, I don't. I don't. I don't see that happening. I don't think that's how they've they're running this offense for Dak Prescott. I don't think they're using the tight ends that way. Uh, as I said, Antonio Gates is going to be done after one touchdown. I mean, maybe maybe he'll get a couple more. But let's be honest, it's definitely the Hunter Henry show. And and he even keeps saying like, "Oh no, I'm cool with being the number two. He's probably like, "Yeah, I'm going to collect a paycheck." 
and just like once in a while catch something. I mean, have you seen him play? The guy has, takes dad running to like the nth degree. So good for him, <laughs> but I get it. And then as far as Lewis Thomas is concerned, I, you know, I, I want to believe, but he was so touchdown dependent and Peyton Manning dependent. I mean, the receivers weren't, but the tight end was. Dang. And that was years ago. Oh, it was years ago. So, I just We can't have to move there. on. We have yep. to move on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm done. Sorry. All right, Ashley. Kobe Fleener was the disappointment of 2016 for tight ends. Ashley, what's your bold prediction for 2017? Who's going to be the bust for tight ends? I feel really bad because apparently I've really heavily focused on Gronk this show, but uh, <laughs> I, I would oh argue God, that Gronk, Gronk you're so could annoying. Not, well, I just say, not. for where Come you on. have to draft him, I want to keep in mind, he was not a top tight end last year, and I don't think he will be healthy again this year is my only issue. But again, I don't think that's what you're looking for here. So I will say Thanks. there's a lot of hype around Austin Hooper. Hooper, Hopper, Hooper, Hooper, right? Hooper. Um He's going the 13th round. So I don't know if you can really be that upset if he doesn't produce. Yeah. Do you know what I, I mean? mean? And that's my argument. You can't and be a bust you in the can't 13th be, round. You can't be mad. And, and you look at a lot of these tight ends, you know, same with David Njoku. He's going the 14th. Even O.J. Howard. Tons of hype around O.J. Howard. He's going the 10th, which, again, seems kind of appropriate to me for where he would fall. So... I guess I kind of feel like finally there's some reality and perspective around the tight end position in terms of reflected ADPs this year. For I the most part, I feel Reed. I feel good about Jimmy Graham. I mean, Jordan Reed's a potential injury, but again, this that falls in the same vein of thought of Gronk, and you take that risk for that potential upside. Yeah, but Reed's um, upside is not Gronk's upside. It's not Gronk's you can't upside. Put them in the same but, category. But, but it's the same risk. But it's the same risk. It's the same risk. But that's yes. the problem, Ashley, is that like if, if that's what we're trying to say, is that like Gronk's upside, His upside is, is so more much than better than Jordan Reed. But my issue is that Jordan Reed at least has played more than Gronk last season. I am, I am very, ones? no, <laughs> I, I, I don't touch Jordan Reed, period. You know Jordan Reed is on my no touch list. So yes, okay. I will give you maybe Jordan Reed will be a bust. I think Travis Kelsey would be great. I think Greg Olson would be great. I'm a little nervous about Greg Olson in regards to Christian McCaffrey taking a few of those touches away, but I think he'll still be fine. But to me, I think oh, there's most of them are falling right where they should fall, in my opinion, ADP wise. Right. I, I think there's a possibility that Delaney Walker is just because they have way too many weapons, and I don't think Marcus Mariota is going to be as good as everyone else does. Yeah, but his ADP is lower than it's but been years past. And eighty oh, it doesn't think, matter. Like, I don't think it matters. I reflecting think, it. I don't think Delaney Walker is going to like be written out of the offense. And Mar Marcus Mariota, especially when he's struggling, he constantly goes to Walker. Like, yeah, let's hope that keeps comfort. up. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I really do think it is. So I think that's that's valid. Maybe I'm wrong. I like it. Uh, all right, ladies, give me one guy in the bottom of the tight end rankings that you that could be a valuable pick late in the draft. Well, we all put this uh, thing together on a Google Doc, which everyone does now for their whole life. So you all know. You start updating, and you're like, oh. And Courtney actually wrote about the person I was 
writing about first. But she wrote about it first, so she wins. But great minds think alike, right? Yes. Uh, I'm going to say Austin Hooper, though. I'm going to take the other side of Ash's argument here. I actually think that for a rookie tight end, he actually had a pretty impressive season. It was only yeah. 19 passes caught, but it's for 271 yards. And interestingly, um, three touchdowns on 19 passes. It's quite a large percentage. But really what it was is that he was the, the catch leader of the Super Bowl. Yep. So obviously they must have trusted him. I think he's going to take a leap this year. I, I think that again, because he's the 13th round, who cares? If it doesn't work out, you drop him. I mean, who cares? Here's the thing. Yeah. I, once you get to the 12th round, everybody take upside and then you can drop them for whoever's a breakout. It is not a failure if you don't hit on your 12th pick. You, what you do want to do is take chances so that one of the 12th through 16th picks work out, right? So that's that's what you want to do. So uh, to me, Austin Hooper just is a, you know, a nice amount of bump there if you're someone that's waiting on tight ends. Or let's say that you got Gronk and you're waiting for a backup tight end because you don't want to use another pick of a tight end in a decent round, which I get. To me, Austin Hooper's a really nice pick. Um, and again, it's it's all about that ADP. If I can get him that low, like what's what's the downside? What's wrong? I agree. Yep. I agree, Brandon. Um, speaking of injuries, you know, Charles Clay is constantly injured, but he only missed one game last year. And he's usually injured every single season. I'm just saying that's the kind of injury player I want to draft. Uh, just say, blowing it out there, Charles Clay <laughs> is the kind of guy that's like rough and tough. He doesn't practice ever, so don't worry about the practice reports, no. but he will play. Um, but yes, I love CJ for Dorowicz, right? Fedorowicz, yes. Fedorowicz. Actually, Carson, uh, actually, we were watching the preseason game tonight, and he was like, Fedorowicz. For this reading it back, I was like I Fedorowicz. 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 Yeah. and he was like, and he just couldn't do it. It was hilarious. Good do it. Yeah, Some names are tricky. Yeah, I mean, I just like I like his scenario this year. I'm most likely Deshaun Jackson or Deshaun Watson will be the starter at some point early this year. And you know how I love my rookie quarterbacks with their tight ends. So that, to me, is just a huge upside. They did re-sign Ryan Griffin, but I'm not concerned about him. In fact, he's going to get less targets, I believe, this year. Um, and nobody else wanted them, so it can't be that good anyways. So I think CJ's the guy. Last year, he had 559 yards and four touchdowns, and those stat lines should only go up. Not a great schedule, but I believe in him, and I think the Texans are going to use him much more this year without the disaster of Brock Osweiler. I can't believe I'm saying that about Tom Savage, but he's way better. <laughs> Ashley Sean Watson guy? had a nice preseason game tonight, too. He did. Yeah, and he's good, and I like him. I don't care yeah. what Andre Hopkins says after you screwed me over last year, buddy. I don't care what you have to say. Watson's going to be the guy, and then it's going to be CJ time. CJ. Ashley? Hey, I loved CJ Fedorowicz last season. I think he'll be good this season. But I also loved Cameron, now Cam Braid. Have we noticed yeah. he's Cameron Braid and now he's Cam Braid? What? Year? I have not seen this. Yeah. Oh, he's on the show last weekend, we had Tampa Bay guy on and he was calling him Cam. Oh, Cam. Even, Cam like, even like reading articles, even looking at how they're listed uh, in different um, rankings. Rankings or even like fantasy sites is now Cambrate. He was always Cameron. 
Oh, well, I like gotta, your name. Gotta rebrand so, yourself sometimes. I guess so. Cam, yeah. Cam, Cam Cameron. <laughs> you do you do you, Breitster. But uh next thing you know, it's gonna be with a K. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh gosh could you imagine no that would be the kiss of death we all know oh, how so it is good. with the kardashians on the NFL, or it's like but... k-e-h-y-m yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, cam. yeah cam with a heart stop <laughs> stop it it's like i'm in middle school again yes it's awesome anyway uh he's going the 13th which seems incredibly low to me, you know, people are nervous by the impact of OJ Howard. I understand that. Uh, but use this to your advantage. Cam Brate, I'm gonna switch it up between Cam and Cameron. Cam Brate uh, is still the guy that Jameis Winston trusts. And while OJ Howard will get his fair share of targets, he is also the blocking tight end on this team. I am very excited for OJ Howard, but I do think that, you know, and he's got a chance to really be a true tight end, kind of like Greg Olson, where he can block and he can catch. But at the end of the day, Braid, again, is someone that is very trusted by Jameis Winston. He was fantastic last season. I think he was in the top five, if I recall correctly, in terms of all tight end scoring last year. And he's having a great camp. So I, I don't think that he's going to have this drop-off in production that everybody is thinking is going to happen. And, and again, in the 13th round, why not? Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about all tight ends. Why not? Except Jason Witten. All right, let's move on. Some fantasy experts think kickers don't matter. Some even think they shouldn't be part of fantasy football rosters. We are not those experts, not the three of us. Kickers matter. And when it comes to drafting kickers, it's pretty easy. Pick a kicker that is actually on a team. Make sure their team plans on using them. Make sure they are on a team that can get down the field and pick a kicker you like. I think that's it. So it's the one position you can be heart first, I feel like. Ladies, do you have anything to add to that? Is there a kicker that stands out to you this season? I really like Will Lutz a lot this year. Um, he finished seventh or eighth, depending on the particular scoring uh, that you have in your settings. But uh, that was in his rookie year, and he has the ninth easiest schedule for a kicker this year. And you put that in with the combination of the possibilities of being on a team with Drew Brees and all the weapons they have around them. I love him. The Saints have gone years and years and years and years with crap kickers. They've, I think they finally found their guy. I'm really excited for him. And again, Drew Brees and an easy schedule is a really good combination in my book. Brandon, what about you? Brandon McManus kicked a 73-yard field goal of practice. 73 yards. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, but on that note, we are born and raised Broncos fans. And I just want to say that if you want to have one homer pick in your draft, it should be your kicker. And then it should be your kicker. in weeks three or four, go into your settings and check to see who the top performers are and see if you can get them on your team instead. But don't <laughs> be a homer in any way. Because listen, if you're a Jets homer, you probably shouldn't take the Jets kicker. I mean, there are some limitations here. But um, yeah, so I always kind of try to go for, for one uh, person from the Broncos. And I usually go for Brandon McManus. And he usually is pretty good. So uh, unless your team kicker is in a kicker competition, that's the only thing I also avoid, um, especially until we know for sure, until the other kicker is cut. That's, by the way, when we know for sure. Because, for instance, tonight, Graham Gonneau missed his first kick. He missed his first field goal, and he's in a kicking competition. That's not good. 
So you've got to, you know, pump the brakes on some of these guys and, and definitely check it out. So before you draft them, all you have to do, you guys, is just open up a browser during your draft and Google your kicker real quick and just make sure he's not in a kicking competition. Just just check it one time and you're good to go. I also like to do it for players and injuries, too. I just kind of like put it in real quick. I just make sure that something doesn't pop up like the year that poor Ashley was drafting for Scott Fishbowl and Kelvin Benjamin literally like broke his leg or tore his ACL like the second Mid before pick. she was going Mid to pick. pick. I could not, I was so angry. Oh, it was so sad. Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, that that's how I do kickers. And by the way, you don't have to yeah. play with one. If you don't want to, then don't do it. But if you are, points are points. Pay attention. And you can stream kickers, certainly, if there's no one you're attached to. But I do like McManus this year because it isn't a rock-solid offense that maybe is going to be scoring touchdowns all the time. They might, but they may be someone that gets just enough into field goal range where they're kicking a lot. When you got a guy that's got a long leg like McManus, coaches are much more willing to throw those opportunities out there. That's right. All right, defenses are the most streamed position in fantasy football. Oftentimes, the defense you started with is not the same team you finished the season with. So strength of schedule is a key part of picking your defense. For weeks 1 through 16, the top five defenses for strength of schedule are the Jags. Awesome. The 49ers. Awesome. Arizona Cardinals, New Orleans Saints, and the Seattle Seahawks. The top five defenses with the easiest schedules for playoff weeks, 14 through 16, are the Titans, the Redskins, the Packers, the Seahawks, and the Broncos. Dun, 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 dun. The only defense to fall on both of those lists are the Seattle Seahawks, so that's got to say something. We have ranked our top five defenses, and they go as the defense, Denver Broncos, Seattle Seahawks, Houston Texans, the Chiefs, and the New England Patriots. All right, ladies, other than the strength of schedule, what are some of the things you look for in a defense before drafting them, Brandon? Turnovers and points allowed from the prior season. And you can look back up to three years. I don't, I don't really like doing a lot of that because team defense is – all the players together and every year it changes. So going back, certainly going back any farther than three years is kind of a waste of your time. And then, yeah. um, but you can go up to there if you'd like. Uh, for me, four teams who allowed the fewest amount of points last season were the Patriots, Giants, Broncos, and Seahawks. And I would have any of those four as my defense is moving forward. That is fine. Um, and then the sack leaders, I like to look at the players because then also if that player is still with the team, that's important. So Vic Beasley of the Falcons, Von Miller of the Broncos, Lorenzo Alexander of the Bills, those were the top three sack leaders. And then Casey Hayward of uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I wrote Rams because I wrote Los Angeles, and it still doesn't make sense to put Chargers there. But that is the <laughs> team he's on. Uh, and he led the league in interceptions last season all by his little lonesome. So I look at those key players, and then I look at juicy matchups. Cough, cough. Like Bortles, Cough, Philip Rivers, you know, it's like if someone went against one of those, they guys, don't I'm throw like, interceptions. What are you talking never. about? No, mm -mm, mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. no. Well, I say don't forget about the defensive coordinators. This is huge. Mm. If you have a coach that's aggressive and likes to blitz a lot, 
there's more opportunity to get more turnovers, which means more fantasy points. Wade Phillips is a perfect example. He is for the Los Angeles Rams now, so that's why their volume has gone up because they're going to be more aggressive. They spent time and money on their defense. They're going to get you more fantasy points. Other teams with aggressive coaches, Brandon mentioned are already the Atlanta Falcons who never were known for having a fabulous defense. They're getting better and better every year because they're getting more and more aggressive on the field. And I love that the Tennessee Titans, the Minnesota Vikings and the chiefs, of course, they all have very aggressive coaches. Um, we'll see with the Denver Broncos, how aggressive they are, but I do like the fact that their head coach is a defensive guy. So that, that's that is a as a bonus. And I also say don't forget it's not just defenses, it's special teams too. Yeah. So you get points. So if the defense isn't fabulous, like maybe like the Philadelphia Eagles, they still get fantasy points because of the special teams. So Ashley, what about you? Mine's kind of a combination of both of you guys. I mean, I mean it's consistency and I look for little turnover or coaching changes from the year prior. Um, you know, I also look at the conferences that they play in and in terms of you say aggressive coaches also who are some of the aggressive players in the league in terms of like brands as a Blake Bortles who's going to throw a bunch of interceptions or you may have a hyper aggressive quarterback that throws the deep ball that can get picked really easily I look for things like that and then there's just some teams that are just good year in year out um the Cardinals the Broncos the Chiefs um, are the main ones that I think of the last few years but yeah, you got to look and make sure that there wasn't a whole lot of change to that core team that you got that core players are still in place from the year prior. Um, like Brandon said, you, you, that just certain players like the Von Millers of the world, you know, everyone like that, you want to make sure that's the case. But if you do have a coaching change, see if they're completely changing how they're going to run the defense from a four, three to a three, four. I mean, look, cause that's a big change that could happen for your defense. So do a little bit of research. If there's someone that you're aiming for, if there was a coaching change to make sure that this could be in the same vein. Ashley, when do you draft a defense? I usually draft in the last three rounds, but I must say some defenses have been going as high as the ninth round as of That's recently. That's crazy. It is nuts. Like, have you noticed this? Even, I think our draft today was pretty, I think it, it didn't go no, too crazy. No, no, no. But no. you look at ADPs, and um, I want to say the Broncos are in the ninth as an ADP right now. And that is absolutely insane to me. The tricky part for me, again, I like to be in the last three rounds, but as I think everyone can attest here is that every once in a while you get into a draft and your hand is forced a little bit because there's a run on defenses. But again, even then I feel like, okay, well, I'll just go a streaming route this season because I'm not willing to reach that far and I'll just stream all year long. I'll just stream all year long. Brandon, what about you? Yeah, I'm a streamer for sure. And my my thing is, I actually like a lot of players in the double-digit rounds this year. I have a lot of sleepers that I like, so I'm not willing to give those up in the 11th round, 12th round, 13th round. I got people that I want to get, so I have no interest in taking a defense. Um, and not only that, I'm almost tempted to take it after my kicker. Why? Because kickers are actually pretty consistent, uh, mm -hmm. and defenses are not. Like last year, I, listen, I, Seattle was ranked number one. One, right it was ranked 13th in terms of scoring and standard settings uh, at the end of the season and then the Chiefs right. weren't even ranked in the top 10 and they were the number one defense in standard scoring last season so it's 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 difficult they have breakout players what have you because it's a whole unit it's just hard to predict um, so what I do is I wait until the second to last round to take my defense and then um, 
just to let you know, if you are towards the end and you're like, oh no, I'm so sad, I'm not gonna get a defense, you commit to streaming, and in week one, the New York Jets play at the Buffalo Bills. So there's your hot tip. If you're in a if you're in a situation where the good defenses are gone, Buffalo Bills week one. Nothing wrong with streaming. Nothing wrong. Mm. I uh, I take my quarterbacks early, or my my defenses early. I want a defense. I don't like streaming. You don't take them that early. You don't take them that early. I take um, you know, fourth to the last pick. Early. That's not early. That's, that's not, not like early. that's not. I mean, like, like I'm not picking round. him in the ninth, but twelfth maybe. Yeah, I mean, I would take him in the twelfth. I'd rather a good kicker because, like, I, you know, I like my sleepers, you know. And if I know I can get them late, what does it matter? I might as well get a good defense. And I really like, you know, the top tier defenses. It makes me feel solid inside. The twelfth round is that early. Don't have to stream. But the twelfth isn't. It's not early, yeah. but I think it's earlier than what we usually suggest doing, which is really the second to last pick. The last pick's your kicker. The second yeah. to last is your defense. Well, this year, this this draft we just did today, I took uh, I, think I took my defense in the third to third or fourth to last round, then my kicker, and then like you, Courtney, I took one of my last flyers that I wanted at the very end. Well, I tried to, but we got overdrafted. And I got two kickers, but I was able to fix that. <laughs> but um, I took a flyer that no, I knew nobody else was going for. So I was like, well, I'll go one round earlier than I normally do for a defense, get who I want, and then I'll just take my flyer on my last pick. Yeah, that's totally reasonable. I yeah. think we also suggest that for people that are new. If you're yeah. new to fantasy, just wait. Because you're not going to know the nuance and like have – yeah, just just wait. But, but yeah, 12 isn't early. That's – I thought you were going to say like fourth right. round, Courtney. I was like, dang. Right after Gronk in the second round, <laughs> I take Denver D. Yep. Upside. So is that wrong? Upside. <laughs> he said early. I was like, what is I just put him in right in the fifth round. It's totally fine. I was so fine. I was so worried. I was like, we have a reputation to hold up. Like, Courtney, God, what is she going to say? <laughs> I'm okay like, with a 12. To me, it was Golden Tate or the Seattle Seahawks, and I went Seahawks. I went Seahawks. I went Seahawks. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. All right, ladies, real quick. Which defense are you drafting, and which defense do you find a little overrated in 2017? Brandon? Ironically, I'm getting a lot of Seattle Seahawks. We keep talking about that. Uh, they forced a lot of fumbles, um, but they didn't actually get the recoveries. So, uh, you know, the, everything regresses back to the mean, and that goes up and down, as we always say. So I think it'll go back up. I think they're going to be fine with the turnovers. Um, they allowed the fourth fewest points in the league last season, but they only forced 11 interceptions, which is a low for them. So I think that's going to come back. And by the way, they play the 49ers, the Rams, and the Cardinals. That is six games that I feel confident they're going to get turnovers, like really confident. So that is a large portion Disagree. of your fantasy team. Disagree. Really? Who's mm -hmm. not going to? I don't think the Cardinals are. This? I don't think the Cardinals is as bad as you think they're going to be. And I don't think that the Rams are going to be as bad as we think they're going to be either. Well, you know I'm a Rams lover. I know. I can't believe you put them in that group. But I, I still think they're going to be turning the ball over. And I think the 49ers are going to win that division. 
No, oh. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, just like, kidding. <laughs> this is like taking a defense in the fourth round, Courtney. You have lost me. You have completely lost me. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that the 26 touchdowns and 14 interceptions for Carson Palmer last season didn't exactly impress me. And I, no, I don't know. No, he's going to have a little bit better of a season. Even if he doesn't, you know, there's somebody behind him, at least we know now. He had 22 say- interceptions in 2013, his first year with the Cardinals. I mean – I also feel like the a bit of a defense bore. suffered a little bit because of Russell Wilson's injury and the offense not doing as well as they usually do either, as consistent as you'd say. So I think that I agree, Brandon. I think the Seattle is going to they have a bad. great schedule. They do. They have mm-hmm. a great schedule. The one I'm not really targeting is Kansas City. Um, they had a lot, a lot of turnovers, and they got a lot, a lot of luck off of Tyreek Hill. But Tyreek Hill's not going to be doing special teams anymore. So um, that makes me nervous. And I actually think that all the offenses in uh, the AFC West will get a little bit better, actually. Philip Rivers is still going to throw a lot of touchdowns or a lot of interceptions. Yeah, a lot of both, a lot of both. A lot of both, a lot, a lot of both. Of both. <laughs> uh, so that'll, those, I'll start them for those games, but I think they're going a little too high for where I think they'll be without Tyreek Hill. I love the Chiefs. What are you about? What about you, Ashley? I'm targeting the Cardinals. They have the seventh easiest schedule this year and have been consistently good the past few years. So I love that. Seattle schedule, as Brandon said, I'm big on Seattle, and I'm not usually big on Seattle for anything. Um, That's also a really fantastic fifth easiest overall, eighth easiest in the regular season, and seventh easiest come playoffs, which is something nice to consider because sometimes you got these teams that do really well and then they get towards the playoffs and they just implode on you. That should not be the case for Seattle. Um, As for what teams overrated, the Jags are going a little high for me. You know, they very well may do better this year as they do have the easiest schedule. but they've had a lot of hype around them for the past couple of years and have not lived up to it in any way, shape, or form. So I'm not banking on this being the year that it's any different. I'll be thrilled if they surprise me, but they're going pretty high for really having not displayed any top 10 talent. Well, and Jags are going to jag. Am I right? They are going to jag. But you know what I'm saying? There's been so much hype around <laughs> the Jags stop defense. Stop the ball when you're cur- constantly – getting on the field at the five yard line. It's like, oof, they just I turn think, over, I mean, turn over, turn be over. Better. It'll be better. And they do, they literally have the easiest schedule for a defense this year. Yeah, but they have, but, oh, man. but it's still the oh, Jags. Man. You know, everyone is so hyped up about them that I just, I can't get on board with it. Like I, I'd rather take some consistency and something's a little bit more proven than to, to roll the dice with the Jags. The Jags are I not like, a Jag. I like the Vikings and I feel like they, nobody like, talks about them enough it's always the seahawks and the broncos and the chiefs you know and 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 i and the cardinals even and i'm like the vikings are like the best and they have a great schedule like i feel like they kind of sneak to you and i like that kind of team that just like all of a sudden you don't have to stream it all for and it's just like great and i like the vikings i I mean, of course, I like to go Broncos because that's that's my homework pick usually. I'll pay for the Broncos. But if I didn't, it would it would be the Vikings. I love the Vikings. Well, that is our show. As we did tight ends, kickers, defenses, all together. So now all of our positions will be up on iTunes for you to listen to. Make sure to hop over to HelloFresh.com, put in our code HERFFB30 to get $30 off your first 
delivery. Also, join us in Toronto, August 25th to the 27th for the Fantasy Sports Radio Show. Um, let's see here. The Fantasy Sports show.com is where you're going to go. And if you tweet us directly with a question, you will be in the pool of getting a free ticket for the day. Um, you can also put in our code her FFB one for $2 off your $12 ticket. So look at that. Awesome. Hey. Yay. Um, next week we will go division by division or matchup by matchup. We will cover every team highs and lows news injuries, everything you need to know. So until next time, no more faking it.